Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Microsoft finalized, at least according to the European Union, the purchasing, the acquisition of one Bethesda. I guess ZeniMax, technically, right? Zenimax, yeah, but Bethesda. Everyone else, I don't, I don't know. Ah, fuck it, we'll talk about it. Okay, I mean, we you just do it now. You're saying, or are you going to go into the? I don't know if anybody else realizes it's Zenimax. No. Oh, all right. Well, I'm more like organizations have. See, that's the thing. Like, who who do you have to go to say, hey, I want to buy this company? Who's got to okay it? I know more people outside of the EU has okayed it today. Oh, to okay, the point yeah, of where they're just like, yeah, it's official. We're done. Yeah, I think it's a, a part of it for the EU is like we have a lot of countries that are going to take issue, so we're just going to hold on for a second. Mm-hmm. Okay, the majority of us say it's okay, and everybody else is like, well, we can't really just argue with thirty other people already said yes. Yeah, I think it's also like the you know what we don't really care about you. That NVIDIA arms thing, though, arm thing, where we care about that. <laughs> we care about that because another company, other companies told us to care about it, but we as like a state don't understand why we should care about <laughs> it. Why, why do we care about that again? <laughs> Remind me, what are we outraged against? Always my favorite one. Somebody tell me what I'm screaming about. Loud noises. That summarizes the past decade. Two decades. Two decades. Dos decados. I'm pretty sure is the Spanish word for decades. Sounds good. Uh, was there anything else to your intro? I no, cut it no. Off. My, my intro was already stopped. Okay. <laughs> that, stopped, uh, that stopped when <laughs> I stopped talking and you started talking. Well, uh, this is the Gamers 2 Podcast. Another week. That's it. No, just kidding. <laughs> I, I, I like that. That's it. It's the potty. Another week. You figure, another you, week. You figure out why you're still listening. Another. Uh, Gamers 2, March 12th, 2021. Your weekly roundup of news and commentary. Anything else that might pique our interest? Such as new releases, Formula One test site. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Formula One Tesla, uh, what what was relevant? I watched the, the clip that summarized it. That was interesting. Oh, um, Mercedes having gearbox failure. They're, they're having reliability issues. Mind-blowing. Um, Red Bull coming out strong. Fast and did 
I think two or three uh, race sessions. So they ran like a hundred and something laps, 150 laps, 170 laps, something like that. That's a lot of laps. Yeah. Um, Comparatively, when normally, uh, what's a race, like 70? Usually. Less than that, usually. Usually it's like 50, 50 something. Um, trying to think of what else weird happened. A lot of young people at the top of the the uh, lap times. A lot of the younger drivers. And uh, F one still terrible about uh, color designation between their teams. Yep. Alfa Romero and Ferrari. Did you see are the like Haas? A, oh, different shade of red. It's like, oh my god, stop this, please. Did you see the Haas car? No, I've not seen the liveries yet. So, liveries. Liveries. I don't know. I call them liveries, but I don't. I don't like either word really. Either pronunciation. Yeah. I don't like the word. Yeah. Um, skin is what they should have. Yeah, skins. Uh, twenty twenty one. I do like a bunch of the cars. Yeah. Um, the Aston Martin is dope with the green. Yeah. Well, it's similar to, or not similar, but it's the almost callback to Aston Martin of yore. Yeah. So the interesting with interesting with Haas is that uh, they have a Russian driver. Okay. As you probably know, but might not realize, but it extends to racing, not allowed to display the Russian flag. Sure. Yeah. Guess what, what the car is. The Russian flag? It's basically a giant Russian flag. <laughs> and just the, the, just the humor, the irony of the fact that it's an American yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> racing team. With a Russian flag and a Russian driver for, yeah. 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 Good stuff. Uh, in that vein, though. People thought it stopped at the top. Oh. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, Roman Grosjean has moved to IndyCar, and he's been doing a lot of streaming slash YouTube videos. He has a new fancy camera that's a helmet cam. Yeah. And he's been putting up some interesting videos. The most recent one has been a video of his IndyCar testing. And he did a breakdown comparing it to the dif- the difference between an IndyCar and a Formula One car. And it was actually very interesting. Ah. Because IndyCars do not have power steering. And no. there's a, a couple other differences that, like, they're both hard to drive, but in totally different ways. I guess it does make sense to an extent why IndyCar wouldn't have power steering. Yeah. IndyCar is much more like driver's experience. Like it's uh, all mechanic, not all mechanical grip, but more mechanical grip. Yeah. Um, But it's a short, like six or eight minute long video. And you get, you see the difference very quickly from the onboard footage, just the way the steering wheel moves, how much you're like fighting the car and different things. It's pretty, pretty interesting. But there's other things. Like new releases. There we go. <laughs> or baseball. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, listen, spring training, whole swing, I could go there, but we don't need to. All right. Some bombs. Because it's, it's spring training. It is spring training. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Or so I'm told. It Yeah, it does. You'll get the people. If, if we were doing a baseball podcast, it would be the overreaction, what is it, Friday? Whatever. Whenever we recorded it, it would be overreaction whatever day. And it would just be, oh, somebody went 0 for 3 in spring training. They're the worst player in the world. Somebody hit a home run. Is he the next Mike Trout? Like, that would just be the entire conversation the entire time. Yeah. Because people and writers are stupid. Yeah. 
So the moral of the story is if you're sick of spring training or and you do one testing. Yeah, you, and testing uh new release video games. Like the Elder Scrolls Online Flames of Ambition DLC for PC and believe it or not, Stadia. Stadia. Project. Uh number two, Apex Legends comes to the Switch. Number three, Watchdogs. Yeah, Watchdogs Legion multiplayer mode. Pretty sure that's not actually out and it got delayed again. Okay. So, I saw a trailer. I didn't ignore actually, my glorious list. I didn't actually watch the trailer, but I saw that there was a trailer for it. Yeah, I have no idea. Uh so I might be the worst person ever at the beginning of this podcast, apparently. So number four, first strike classic for the PC. Number five, Nightfall Hacker for the PC. Number six, Cyanide and Happiness, Freak Apocalypse for the part one for the PC and the Switch. Number seven, Flow Weaver for the PC VR. Number eight, Hyperscape Season 3, Shadow Rising for PC, PS5, Xbox Series X, PS4, and Xbox One. (laughs) Y'all remember that Battle Royale? Are you asking me? Do you? No. It's Ubisoft's Battle Royale. Oh, which one? Hyperscape? Yeah. That's still around. Season three, apparently. Okay. Number nine, Monster Truck Championship for the PS5 and Xbox Series X in the European Union. Because I'm sure we have one listener that that affects. That's honestly just real hope. We have one listener that affects. (laughs) Uh, Number 10, Total War Three Kingdoms, Fates Divided DLC for the PC. Number 11, World Rally Car 9 for the Switch, or good old WRC. Might be World Rally Championship, not sure. Yeah, I think it's Championship, but I don't know. Probably. Number 12, Crash Bandicoot 4 for the PS5, Xbox Series X, and the Switch. And number 13, Drive-By for the PC and switch not spelled how you think it would be yeah what's that mean do you buy the drive mm interesting i like to think that it's tornadoes Tor- yes tornadoes would definitely be up there uh basically like curbside pickup okay drive okay. by that makes more sense like Uber Eats, but a video game, and I don't know why that's that sounds worse actually in my head. The more I talk about it, <laughs> but yes, that was the new releases. Do you have a care about odds or evens in this really boring week? It's all hot garbage. So where's the hottest garbage? Uh, I guess it depends on how you define hottest. Hottest as is worst, as in worst, or hottest as in best? I'm going to take evens. Okay. Yeah, why not? I feel like I do odds enough. Don't know. Somebody needs to uh, research her that we don't have. Can you do a full breakdown of every 300 and some odd episodes and tell me who took odds and who took evens? Yeah, I don't want to ever remind you how many episodes we've done. Oh my God. It's not 300. It's not? Okay. 200? That's still kind of crazy when you consider we do one a week and there's 52 weeks in a year. Yeah, so I think it's at least 150. 
I'm getting lower on this number as I go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, 150 and three listeners. It's a great time. Number one. <laughs> a press release issued by... Do you know how to pronounce this? Is it Erdetto? Erdetto? Your IR Detto or Detto? <laughs> I, I definitely don't think it's IR Detto. I know, right? Your Dito. Your Dito. I like that. Okay, I like your Dito. We're, we're going to go with your Dito. A press release issued by your Dito revealed that uh, Denuvo, oof, oof, oh, yeah, I love this. I love the uh, has joined Sony's PlayStation 5 tools and middleware program. Uh, this means game developers can now use Denuvo in their PlayStation 5 games to prevent cheating and hacking. The company says that a number of PS5 launch games actually already incorporated Denuvo's anti-cheat. Also, despite claims to the contrary, Irdito notes that the software does not impact performance in any way, nor does it disrupt disrupt the workflow of a games a game developer. Oh my god. Rough start this week. Number one. Also, Denuvo is terrible in the grand scheme of things. Actually, you know what? Maybe it's you, not terrible. Do you terrible. want to elaborate on terrible in the grand scheme of things? Maybe not terrible. Maybe it's just like certain developers' implementation of it. I say, are you hitting, Are you reaching old man yells at cloud points here? Or? Kind of, I guess. Like, like, what game have you experienced with Denuvo where you've had problems? You know, it's usually Ubisoft games. But then once you get through, like, there's been a couple where the it's been bad, done research, and, like, a lot of, like, people online, which obviously Grain of Salt has been like, oh, this is the problem, but my computer has been fine enough to power through it. There's been one time I've actively, like, cracked the game to pull it out because it was available. <laughs> And it and performance noticeably got better, hmm. but so yeah, it's the one uh, of just anti cheats in general. Yeah, when I played Valorant when it was in beta, and I don't remember what it's called now. It's not Vanguard. It was Vanguard. Was it Vanguard? Yeah, I think it was Vanguard. Riot's Vanguard is so offensive that I was like, I can't. I don't actually care to play valorant for that reason and then i debated i've debated in the last month re-downloading league mm-hmm. just to play like random little fun game arams as they're called fun little one-offs um but every time i think about it and i think about vanguard i'm like nope absolutely not don't want to touch that at all won't touch it with a 10-foot pole yeah it's actively one of the worst uh <clears throat> the nouveau has probably gotten a lot better but there was a point where it was constantly it was like calling to their servers too often ah okay and i think they tweaked it and people like obviously uh shined a light on it yeah so they changed it and then there was a point where like it wouldn't let you play offline in a single player game no of course always a fun thing like that but i'm sure it's gotten a lot better sure yeah we'll hope for the best yeah, because we're an optimistic podcast. Yes, we've been known for our optimism. I haven't been pessimistic basically all day today. Number two. 
According to an internal document obtained by Extra Points publisher Matt Brown via Open Records Request, the Collegiate Licensing Company, or CLC, told colleges and universities that EA intends to launch the new college football video game in July of 2023. Yay! I Okay, I guess it's a release date, but I'm wondering, like, why did you have to let the universities know? Right. Are the universities getting paid? Because if we go back to this whole problem I had when the first thing started, the players aren't going to get paid. I did see a thing where uh, Notre Dame's not going to be in the game. They said they will, they refuse to be in the game until they resolve the issue of players and their likeness and blah, 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 getting paid. Good for them. So, yeah. I respect that. Uh, also, just to give an, just want to give you a, a, a another college like thing here. This article is going to come currently from uh, CBS by one Gabriel Fernandez. Uh, but Rocket Mortgage is now sponsoring the Michigan State Spartans. How's that work? Right. So. It, I believe after so after the deal was announced Thursday, the school announced in a press release that along with it being a five year contract, the team will now will now quote will now be known throughout the Breslin Center as MSU Spartans presented by Rocket Mortgage. Then on Friday, they released a statement clarifying that the team would not actually be changing its name and that actually this deal is very normal. So I feel like we're in like weird meme territory with this like yes the 100%. commercialized like how commercialized everything's becoming like RoboCop levels of I don't know if you remember the movie RoboCop at all but I haven't watched it in a in a while but yes I don't know I keep waiting for just the the Taco Bell commercial presented by McDonald's or something along those lines where yeah. it's just it's a it's, I guess to bring back Russia. It's a Russian doll. I can't remember what the name of those actual dolls are. I know what you're talking about. I also don't know the name of them. The ones Nesting that, dolls. Yes, nesting dolls. It's basically a nesting doll of sponsorships. Mm. Brought to you by, brought to you by, brought to you by, brought to you by. But they're all related. It's so like that's the, a college. The, the Whopper presented by Burger King. Brought to you by McDonald's in coordination with Wendy's. Like, <laughs> So that's a college getting sponsored. Yes, college getting sponsored by Rocket Mortgage. How long before we get a high school getting sponsored? It probably already happens. An elementary school. How long before elementary school kids have agents? That's your bigger bitter question. Bigger story. Like this kid's a prodigy. He's six years old on the Pee Wee football team. Get him an agent. He needs an agent. You know what's <laughs> frightening is like it's I could see that happening. Oh yeah, but I mean that's an anime storyline and a half in like three years. It's also, true. back to the rocket mortgage thing and people and players getting paid. Don't think the college was hurting for money. Have a real solid bet that somebody like Michigan State 
not hurting for money. Also, pay your players. So why is college so expensive? Damn. Don't even get me going with that because we're going to be here for a while of me screaming from the rooftops that education should not make you in debt until you're 75. That being said, the rich don't give a fuck about you. Eat the rich. All the people that did that already, I could could do this all day, but all the people that already have done that for the majority of them are never, never for the whole, there was a whole post on this earlier on a, on Reddit with somebody destroying somebody else about something, but it was like, when are the millennials going to be like humbled or whatever? And it's like, the person's like, do you not realize your entire generation ruined everything? And you refuse to do anything about anything. So now we're having to do all of it again. And then hopefully not ruin it going forward for people. When all of you guys just went, me, 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 me. And benefited from countless wars. Anyway. Nate's done being angry. So depressing. Like a great depressing. See what you did there. Number three, competitive video gaming company Super League Gaming has announced it will acquire streaming platform Mob Crush. Mob Crush is a live streaming platform that distributes nearly 2 million hours of content annually from gaming influencers and can deliver streams across sites like Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, and more. Super League Gaming said it expects to reach a new level of scale, including a U.S. audience of 75, I don't know where I got that number from, 85 million monthly viewers and more than 7.7 billion annual U.S. video views across digital live uh, streaming platforms. Uh, Super League Gaming said it expects to reach a new level of scale. All right, that's weird. Repeating myself. Yep. (laughs) Uh. There's been a few of these the past couple of weeks where, like, you know, X company buys X streaming platform. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Have you heard of any of these? I've, I've heard of Mob Crush, but I've never. I'm assuming they're used. more of, like, the behind-the-scenes infrastructure people. I, I believe so. Uh, but I do like that in the art, it was across sites like Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, and more. And it's, like. Yeah, you're right. The ones that pull like less than a thousand average viewers. Yeah. <laughs> per per entirety of their infrastructure. Or it's like something like Pornhub and they don't want to like you know, uh, yes, name drop true. that. Why wouldn't you name Does drop Pornhub that? Does Pornhub have streaming? I feel like they I, would. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they do. But also, why wouldn't you name drop that? Like, I get some people, that same generation I just complained about ruining everything, is so pent up about like sex work. That they can't handle the words porn. Um, but something like Pornhub. Imagine how... Like, if you said you were a, a IT professional, like, in Pornhub's infrastructure... That'd be a pretty big fucking deal. That'd be, a, that'd be massive. Yeah. That's, like, on the scale of, like, working for YouTube or something along those yeah. lines. It's just... It's another gigantic platform that, yeah, if you were... If you were a in that video, I don't know, not even video production industry, but like 
that end of, of video content and you're like, yeah, I wanted to switch from whatever YouTube to Pornhub or Pornhub to YouTube, they would probably just go, yes, like you clearly understand where a video, uh, I want to say a video presenting platform, but I can't think of what I actually want there. Video distribution. Yeah, yeah. Like, we're all video distribution, so your skills translate, and it makes yeah. sense. And you've done it on a large scale, so you know what to expect. Just interesting. Number four. Humble Bundle raised over $30 million for charity in 2020. The digital storefront announced that the fund supported 224 charities last year. The storefront's publishing arm also committed $1 million to publish titles from black developers. Big numbers. That's a lot of money. Always wild when you hear Humble Bundle... You're like, you get a lot of things for really cheap. And then they're like, yeah. by the way, we donated $30 million. And you're like, but hmm, what? Hum- Humble Bundle and uh, Games Done Quick. Is that what the fuck it's called? Yes. Games Done so, Quick. The yeah. two. Summer and Awesome. They, they, those always surprise you with the amount that they are capable of. And that's a pandemic year. Yeah. $30 million pandemic year. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that's higher. Interesting take. Uh, yeah, it might be. Cause we would like, need the yearly numbers, yeah, obviously. But because there's that weird, like everybody's at home. Yep. Like the gaming industry grew like substantially. Yeah. This past year, which in one sense makes sense, like that makes sense. Uh, and the other side, it's like it doesn't make sense because money. Right. It's like it shouldn't make sense because money, but then everybody that is at home is just spending it on that. Yeah. So there's all those double downs, and then they did the. Was it in June or whatever it was when the Black Lives Matter movement like really stormed through everything, and they ran that one bundle that was all like uh, black creators or black um, influence things or whatever it was. Yeah, and it was that slammed through just tons of donations. Anyway, here's a thought: Have you ever have you ever tracked how much money you spend on gaming? Yeah. No. Exactly. I'm not stupid. Isn't it? Like, it's, I'm like morbidly curious. Are you really, though? I'm curious. Do you, you want to do this right now? Because we can do a quick little rundown of just like, let's really think about it. I'm curious, but I know that after I'm done, I'll be really depressed. All right. So, how many consoles have you bought for yourself in the past year? No, 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 no. You said, saying, how much money have you spent on gaming? I meant like, a year, essentially, in a year. Oh, per year. It's <laughs> jump change. <laughs> yeah, that's not that's not that much. Yeah, but if you added it up, like if you ignore a console year. Yeah, I'm just saying in a year. So like three hundred bucks, maybe. Is that including your your subscriptions and stuff too? No. See, I'm saying everything gaming related, including so the subscriptions. Like, 450 probably because i'm on and off of a bunch of them so some of them are just one off 15 dollars. but like wow is consistent usually so yeah then you include consoles or or pc upgrades yeah the console spikes it a pc upgrade spikes it but i didn't do i haven't done either of those in a couple years like the obviously the ps5 this year um but this year also was like beginning of the year Animal Crossing. 
held me until somebody would have to fact check me on this, but Animal Crossing in the show into The Last of Us into Ghost of Tsushima. You know what we should do? Was Doom this? No, Doom wasn't this year. Gonna completely forget this, but what would be a fun thing, a fun extra category for like our end of the year game of the year thing where we're talking about shit that we've played? Yeah. The game that we got our the most money's worth out of. So for you bang, bang for the buck style. For you, I would come right off the bat, it either have to be wow or it'd have to be the show. I yes. Feel like. No, no, no. I th- I feel like it's hundred percent true. It would be it would be the wow or the show because wow. I mean, forty dollars, wow, you know? then fifteen a month. Which, if you say by the end of the year, that would be sixty-five dollars that I put into it, or fifty, or sorry, fifty-five. I can't do math. Fifty-five dollars for the November purchase, mm-hmm. the month of December, and I sank time. Yeah, the show, same thing. From was it April or March last year? Whenever that came out, played it well into December, and basically had to sunset myself in January. Yeah. Played it for a little bit, and now it is officially uninstalled as of like three weeks ago. Trying to palate cleanse before the new one Before the out. new one, yeah, yeah, yeah. Give myself a separation moment. <laughs> but those those would almost always be true each year. Like mm. those, I would almost have to not count those. Those are constants at this point. Because yeah, I, but you I, never know. So, something might come along and, and get you. Something might come along and get me, or like I would be you'd be more apt to find a year where maybe the show doesn't grab me. Like for some reason, yeah. I just really don't. And it can be it. a sliding scale too. Like you might play one year. You might play the show more, but the enjoyment you might've played like another game slightly less, but like football manager, for example, like you might get like that year, get more enjoyment out of football manager, even though you played it less than. Yeah. I mean, I guess if we're saying, value in enjoyment includes value or value includes enjoyment and not just uh hours sunk or whatever yeah because if you start doing enjoyment levels well that goes in that gets kind of into the the game games uh Mm -hmm. game of the year (laughs) game of the year conversation where i'm saying well i enjoyed this one the most type of thing yeah like yeah i really enjoyed ghost of tsushima but it. was it the what was it the best value? Yeah, it was very good value. But was it the best value? Well, now we still look at for me the show and and wow, because I enjoyed both of them and I played them seven times as much as Ghost of Tsushima. On the Min- low end, minimum, <laughs> minimum. Uh, I didn't check my time in the. I, technically, I would have problems checking my time because I switched consoles. Mm-hmm. But I didn't check my time in the show. That's probably I'm, dirty. It's probably five days. Number five. Which <laughs> ain't small. Uh, Square Enix is holding a digital direct on. Do we know if it's Square Enix or Square Enix? Like what the appropriate pronunciation is? I've heard both. <laughs> I've heard it both ways. Uh... I don't know. I think it's Enix. I usually I say like Square I... Enix when I said Square Enix that time, and it felt really weird. Yeah, but I feel like I've heard people say that as well. 
But I definitely think I hear more people say Enix. Yeah. Then again, you hear a lot of people say Ubisoft, not Ubisoft. So, yeah. I would have to hear one of the Square people say it to then get a confirmation. Yeah. Because I, I won't take a confirmation from somebody that doesn't work for Square. Same reason when I hear Yves Guimont say Ubisoft. I go, all right, it's Ubisoft. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever gotcha. you say, Yves. You are... Never mind. Let's <laughs> just say like the wing beneath my wing, but that doesn't make any sense in the context. <laughs> I like it. Uh, Square Enix is holding a digital direct on March 18th at 1 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, they're showing the world premiere of The Next Life is Strange with a 40-minute lineup of new trailers and announcements. Is that 40 minutes of new Life is Strange trailers? I hope not, but I'm not putting it past them. Fair enough. Uh, do you give a shit about Life is Strange? I absolutely do not. Okay, all right. As long as we're in the same boat, I uh, I I've literally never played a single one of them. I also just don't care. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I'm sure people are pumped that do care, but at the same time, well, sorry, not me. That's kind of the thing I've been getting lately. Is it, that it ain't me? A lot of the stuff that's coming out and that are getting a lot of attention are not things that are in my my wheelhouse of interests. So. Getting old, I think. I, I, hey, I feel that. Also, now that we listen to Dance Monkey, I have it stuck in my head. Yeah. Forgot it existed as well until you... Yeah, so did I. I entirely forgot it was existed. I was watching a, a Tomatone meme video, and he did Dance Monkey, and I was like, oh, yeah. The past week, I've been doing a lot of Daft Punk listening because of the recent news, obviously. Until uh, yeah. they de- reforming in five years. Yeah. Yeah. Also, um... They their albums like vinyl records are getting re released for obvious reasons. Oh yeah, money. Li- but uh, <laughs> but re released with limited quantity type move. Uh, I don't think so. I think Where it's they would just get even like more a, money. Yeah, they'll probably still be extremely hard to find anyway. Yeah, I'm sure. Number six, Electronic Arts has launched a thorough investigation. After reports of a company employee selling FIFA Ultimate Team cards directly to players. Eurogamer has collected some of the claims made via Twitter with more found via the hashtag EAGate. Images from various messaging apps show conversations that indicate an EA employee is selling rare icon cards, which are special cards featuring legendary players, for hundreds, if not thousands of euros. Electronic Arts has responded via a statement on Twitter and is looking into the matter. Quote, We are aware of the allegations currently circulating within our community related to FIFA 21 Ultimate Team items. A thorough investigation is underway, and if we identify improper conduct, we will take swift action. We want to be clear. This type of behavior is unacceptable, and we in no way condone what is alleged to have happened here. We understand how this creates concern about unfair balance in the game and competition. We will update the community as we get more clarity on the situation. End quote. The representative also went on to say, we're fucking pissed we didn't get in on the money that way. (laughs) We didn't think of that beforehand. We're losing out on so much money. Yeah. (laughs) They're not buying packs when they're just buying them directly from the guy. Do we see like an eBay style marketplace show up now? Ooh, call it uh, FIFA's on. 
<laughs> or what, was, what was it? It was Nookazon, right? For the Animal Crossing one that was all in problems there. Do you remember that one? I don't. So there was an Animal Crossing. This was fan done. So it wasn't a you know an employee. But there was an Animal Crossing one, I believe, called Nookazon or Nookzon or something like that. That was the equivalent, obviously, of Amazon, but Tom Nook reference, you know, mashup. Yeah, I like it. Um, where it was a marketplace online that you, people could post items that they had on their islands for sale or villagers or whatever. People could pay and then go and pick up the item and all these other things. It was a whole, it was like the black market of Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing. So At one point, not that you should think of, of the animals and Animal Crossing like this, but there was a weird slave trade also happening. So, not really sure how far society ignored its own rules about not doing that anymore. Because everybody wanted that one dog that has the, the same problem as your dog. Humans will human, man. The heterochromia. Is that right? Two is different it, colored yeah, eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's, I can't remember what the name of the, the villager is, but there's one of them that had that and he was very rare to get. And I think at one point he was selling for $5,000. Whoa. You're welcome. Whoa. Yeah. Uh-huh. <sighs> Number seven. And I say it's jokingly a slave trade. Like that's, that shouldn't be a joking thing, but they can't leave your island unless you let them. So they're all slaves, right? Or at least captives. And technically, you're all slaves to Tom Nook because he's got you in debt up to your eyeballs. Millions and millions of bells. You got to shell turnips for days in order to get your way off that island. Otherwise, he sends hitmen after you when you try to leave and he shoots you. Pretty fucked up, Nintendo. Pretty fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, listen, man, it's a real conspiracy. It's real fucked up when you think about what they're telling you. Can you uh, imagine an Alex Jones deep dive on like Animal Crossing? I mean, there's 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 a hundred percent like QAnon Animal Crossing problem. There's a quality YouTube video parody that could be made from that. Oh, hundred percent. But you could do it for everything. It's the same with uh, I can't. Oh, I can't remember what the one was I saw recently, where it was somebody was discussing like a game and the. If you took it from like a very, very top level view of you wanted to make everything like make a story out of everything. And it was mm-hmm. like, oh, God, that's terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Number seven. Like the Sims, man. You just want to you just can't escape your own life, man. You try to escape it to a different world and then you find out like, I don't I don't know how to I don't know how to cook anything. And I light my entire apartment on fire and I just have problems and I can't go to night school because I don't have the money for that. But then I have to go to my job the next day and I didn't sleep all last night and I peed my pants on the way to work. And it's just like there's a whole number seven. <laughs> <laughs> ignore Epic. ignore my fever dreams. <laughs> Epic Games acquisition spree continued as the company announced the addition of photo oh, fuck me. <laughs> photogrammetry good job good good pause and recovery uh the addition of photogrammetry developer capturing reality uh capturing reality is the developer of re- reality capture go fuck yourselves uh, <laughs> let's go. how lazy do you what do we call it what do we do oh, i don't know we're ca- what's our name of our company capture reality yeah the program's name is called reality capture that man got a raise. Uh, or a woman. 
got a raise. Software that generates 3D models based on images or laser scans. As with numerous other technological acquisitions of epics in recent years, capturing reality's work will be incorporated into the Unreal Engine ecosystem, but the company will continue to support its existing customers and be able to add new ones. Okay, so can we quickly uh, be terrified for about five minutes with capture reality, capturing reality with reality capture, and then using the face engine thing that I can't think of the name of right now. I can't remember the name of it either. Uh, the v- no, not a V. I don't know. Well, I'm going to go find it real quick. The problem here is that Epic and uh, the Unreal ecosystem is getting ridiculous. It is basically going to become uh, Skynet or something. They don't have ARM yet. NVIDIA has at least got that, potentially. They acquired that, we have problems. <laughs> They're collecting the Affinity Stones. Wait, who bought Hyundai? No, Kia. Who bought Boston Dynamics? I think it was Hyundai. Okay. <laughs> I was trying to look at jumping, you. The at, jumping. At the, the mental leaps you were taking. Hyundai. Kia. No. Boston Dynamics. <laughs> well, I was just thinking of like what else they could re- acquire that would like really make them scary. And it would have to be some robotics company like like Boston Dynamics. They have a lot of shit, though. Boston or Epic? Epic. Like the yeah. Unreal Engine. Yeah, I mean, Unreal is massive on its own. And then they just keep going, what if we did more of these things? And it's like... They're going to get to the point where like there's really not going to be a good reason or excuse to use anything other than unreal engine to develop a game no i mean some companies will still have ability to not do it uh the snowdrop engine from ubisoft and there there are certain ones that excel with their own engine i can't remember what the name of the um one that kojima chose decima yeah the decima engine there's there's ones like that and obviously uh unity always will have a spot and yeah, but Stuff even, like, like the Decima engine, it's good, but, like, you could have made the same game in Unreal. Oh, for sure, but I I think for some companies just don't want to even take that that price check, that price check on it, because it's percentage-based or whatever. Mm. So I think some would just like to try to risk it, for the most part, with their own thing. Yeah. But EA has shot themselves in the foot six times over trying to do that, so they might be uh, the first ones out of the gate to go, maybe we shouldn't do that. Holy shit, how long ago did we look at this? Metahuman. Metahuman. There it is. You know what is a really... So Epic's Metahuman plus Reality Capture. We are steps away from Ready Player One. Yep. Uh, but like, much better than the movie Ready Player One. Detroit Become Human. That game... The game uh, sparks a lot of problems when, once again, when you go through all of it, all the decisions and all the storylines and all the things you could see or potentially not see. I was just, I saw a video and this kind of reminded me of it by Waterbile, um, of the 
main menu lady and how she'd interact with you. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then she could disappear. Yep. If you, Chloe, I believe. Chloe, yeah, Chloe. Yeah, Chloe. She was hot. She could get it. I mean, <laughs> she's an android. I'm pretty sure all the androids could get it. I, yeah, that's yep. fair. Yeah. That is fair. 
no, you don't kill them. And I was like, uh, yeah, I do. They need to do a game that is in the same style as Detroit Become Human with choices and stuff like that. But the whole game is a personality assessment. Oh, no. <laughs> Probably exists. When I be a game, it might be more. Well, uh, yeah, it's like those. Yeah, yeah. Personality quizzes, but. Or like, have you ever? If taken... it was like a game, like Detroit Become Human, and you didn't know it was a personality assessment, yeah. And then yeah. at the end, it's like you're a fucking monster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're a monster. The police uh, have been notified. <laughs> you're on a list. Um, have you seen? I mean, there's actually China's probably got that game. The China probably China just profiles their people by face cameras, and they have running records as a moment notice, probably, but. The, and they're using the Unreal Engine for it. Yeah, they're using MetaHuman to make their own fake humans. Um, there's the like sociology tests. I don't know if you've seen some of those, but they're very like situational, like what would you do, situational type things. Okay. And it is personality-based, but it's... Remember taking the political compass test where it's a lot of just like yes, no's in those? Mm-hmm. It's kind of similar, but not really. It, they're a little bit more in-depth in what they mean answer wise okay haven't taken one in a very long long time but I'm, all, I'm always curious i'm just like what it's like reading a zodiac though it's like ooh, what does this mean but everything's so unbelievably vague that you're like yeah that applies to me but so does everything else you've yeah. said or it's like completely situational and context is key and yeah it's like going to a fortune teller it's like you're going to have good fortune come soon and i was like well that doesn't fucking narrow anything down <laughs> Nothing better than when I've heard people come back from fortune tellers or palm readers or whatever and be like, they said I was going to do so-and-so. And I was like, how many times when they asked you a very vague question did you give them a direct answer? Uh, I'm, I'm thinking of a uh, an R. Robert? Why would you answer them? Yeah, yeah, Robert does sound really good. Duh, uh, uh, let's see, you see, uh, you kind of look a little distraught. Uh, is Robert, Robert hasn't been around for a while, has he? No, no, he died, uh, years ago. Shut up! Stop talking to them! All it is is read your body language and take exactly what you say and regurgitate it back to you. Okay, People are so, uh, stupid. Nate clearly despises fortune tellers. It's not even just, just fortune tellers, it's the people that were all, you could get on TV that were... You know, we can commune with mediums. the dead. Me- yeah. But, like, air quote mediums. Same mm-hmm. problem I have with false prophets. They're just spewing bullshit. And the, my other problem, mediums, false prophets, a similar category. Yeah. People. <laughs> <laughs> I could get behind that one. Because, and technically, Venn diagram, those two fall inside that one. <laughs> But it's because the people are too stupid to see that they can just be manipulated so easily. And there are there are certain things where obviously it does get affected. So say you went through a traumatic experience and you're able to kind of use that as like a coping mechanism, I guess. For like you never had that moment where you really kind of sat you you never allowed some you, the people that get really emotional about like they had a they lost somebody they're like oh well he wants you to know it's okay or that like those lines mm-hmm. or don't worry about the money and it's like oh it turns out his hospital bills were terrible because he died of some really infectious disease type of thing 
or why infectious disease is what I went with. But yeah, so <laughs> they go through that, but they never allowed themselves that moment to like grieve. So that person is able to like give them that, but it's not real. Like they're still not allowing themselves the actual like healing process. They're just allowing it to be excused because they think this person's talking with their dead relative. This is very deep. That's just sad. It's very deep. I see where you're coming from though. But there's just there's just a lot It's like, like a cheap it's 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 them it's, it's the, cheap closure. It's cheap closure, but it's the people that are benefiting off of their cheap closure. Yeah. Because Con usually artists. they're gonna rake them for money. Yeah. To give them cheap closure, but the person has been usually if they're seeking a cheap closure, has been either so refusal to their idea of their own closure or is now like is being bombarded by shitty family members that they also weren't allowed to have their own closure type of thing. But I don't know. People also have a bad time just kicking shit people out of their life. The moral of the story is people suck. Be better. Ooh, I like that. Be good to each other. Be good. Be excellent. Ooh. Do it as we do in San Dimas. Uh, Bill and Ted. Number eight. Uh, go ahead. I was thinking of something else, and then I was trying to remember something, but it wasn't coming to me, so it's a waste of time. <laughs> okay. Number eight. Microsoft has completed its $7.5 billion acquisition of ZeniMax Media, the parent company of Bethesda Softworks. And Xbox boss Phil Spencer has confirmed that some future games from Bethesda will be exclusive to Xbox and PC. Quote, Now that everything is official, we can begin working together to deliver more great games to everyone. This is the next step in building an industry-leading first-party studios team, a commitment we have to our Xbox community. With the addition of the Bethesda creative teams, gamers should know that Xbox consoles, PC, and Xbox Game Pass, woo, will be, sorry, it's a little Todd Howard coming through, will be the best place to experience new Bethesda games, including some titles in the future that will be exclusive to Xbox and PC players. The end quote. I'll run through the next one, and then you can we can talk about uh, that if you want. I'll just blitz through the next one. I'll do it, too. It's the same thing. Okay. We'll just keep it for continuity's sake. I'll just... Why not? Why not? Microsoft finalized its Bethesda acquisition earlier this week. As I just said. Hey, weird, right? And now the company is revealing which existing games will appear on the one and only Gamers 2 Loved. Xbox Game Pass. Nate doesn't have a Game Pass shirt, but Matt did accuse him of being a John Boy Media shill. So here we go. Didn't use such harsh harsh language, but... I am a walking billboard. I am wearing a shirt. You are wearing a hoodie. Who's really the imposter, Matt? Because you're pretty <laughs> sus. In 20... Sorry, in total. If only I had my coffee mug to drink out of, too. <laughs> right. We're, we're just in this room <laughs> doing our podcast, wearing an entire other podcast company's merch. <laughs> uh in total, 20 Bethesda titles will appear in Xbox Game Pass today. 
Here's the full list of Xbox Game Pass games. Unless otherwise stated, these games will be on console, PC, and the one and only xCloud. xCloud. Fuck. Got him. (laughs) All right, here we go. Dishonored Definitive Edition, Dishonored 2, Doom 1993, Doom 2, Doom 3, Doom 64, Doom Eternal, The Elder Scrolls 3, Morrowind on console and PC, The Elder Scrolls 4, Oblivion on console and PC, The Elder Scrolls 5, Skyrim Special Edition, The Elder Scrolls Online, Cloud and Console, The Evil Within, Fallout 4, Fallout 76, Fallout New Vegas, Console, Prey, Rage 2, Wolfenstein the New Order, Wolfenstein the Old Blood, and Wolfenstein Youngblood. That's a that's that's a good amount of good games now on Game Pass. I recommend your priority. Let me in, guess. In no order, I'll give you three games. Oh, three! You're giving me three games. All right, let me guess. Um, no, no priority order, but just like top three that I would immediately go play. Wolfenstein: The New Order, not on there. No, is there a Wolfenstein game on there? Yeah, I think it is the New Order because Young Blood's the the kids. Yeah, yeah. So New New Order is one of them. Um, two more. Uh, this gotta be a Doom one. Doom Eternal. Doom Eternal's on there. Oh shit! One more. Pretty easy. Pretty easy when you're thinking about me. And uh, that's not a hint. That's just me. <laughs> me getting bored and, and randomly wanting to start singing My Heart Will Go uh, On. Fallout 4? Yes. Good okay. job, Matt. Yay. Three for three. Well done. Uh, that was what I was thinking uh, earlier that I was trying to remember, but it wasn't really relevant at the time. Um, since I have that month of Game Pass, accidentally, I was like, oh, I should play Rage 2 when I was making this document. That's what, was oh, what I was thinking. Yeah. So I dabbled in Rage 2 a little bit. Was not what I was looking for at the time, but yeah. that's just that's once again the benefit of Game Pass. Mm-hmm. A lot of games, download, eh, move on. Download, eh, move on. It just it always always happens where I just end up not being in the mood for something. Yeah, I'm curious. I'm curious how the Elder Scrolls Online is on XCloud. W- works well on XCloud, sure, but it's not works on Game Pass. Like if you're paying for Game Pass, are you getting the online subscription for free, or are you having to double dip into thirty dollars a month? Does does it have a subscription? I believe so. I know it is free to play. I know there is a free to play version. I believe that was announced. There was a free to play version, but I'm pretty sure, similar to the older public, that's a free to play. They have a paid version. I There's, bet it's there like is, we have gained a new listener who has been playing the Elder Scrolls Online, and he will very quickly be screaming from the rooftops to let me know about this and how I'm wrong or right. I mean, I've I've played a little Elder Scrolls Online, and I think it's extremely so underrated. You have. Yeah, I think it's so, really underrated. So this came up, uh, this came up last night. Okay, you were asked about. If you had played online. And I said, I think we were discussing Elder Scrolls, not online. Mm -hmm. But I remember, now that you said you did play, I do remember you, Tyler, and Dewey, I believe, discussing playing the Elder Scrolls online together. Yeah. Uh, But I had played beta on PC and then just 
yep. got annoyed and went, oh, I don't give a shit about Elder Scrolls, so I just never went back. Mm-hmm. Um, I played it on PC, and I played it on console as well, and I think I actually enjoyed it more on console. Interesting. Um, and I think it's extremely underrated. There's a fuck ton of content. But it's not like content like WoW content where if you're not it where WoW if you're if you're a new player, WoW is very intimidating. Uh Elder Scrolls I think is like WoW is like four D. There is a plus membership for fourteen ninety nine a month. Okay. You, See, I, you can play it for free, but there is a membership. I was hoping that they were going to do it like um, kind of like how EA does their subscription service where like you get the best tier of the game. I was kind of hoping that they'd go that route where they're like, oh, you're on Game Pass, so you get the subscription service as well. But I guess not. A lot of wind. It's very windy out. My car was getting blown all over the road on the way up. I got a little bit of breeze on the way home, but not not as bad as it's like sounding while we're in here. Um, I I would like that, but even and I'd have to double check this, but I don't remember EA access at the top tier giving you Star Wars premium sub either. But I never. I but I we I think when we both played. We didn't care anyway because we didn't bother with EA. We had already bought the game, so we didn't bother with the EA access yeah, part of it. That's true. That's true. We just bought the subscription for the thirty days and, and or sixty days and played. Yeah. There's probably I can imagine the crossover there is probably weird. Ooh, excuse me. Where like I don't know, like I feel like you're probably not getting a ton of new players to games so, like Elder Scrolls Online. According to this was updated on two seventeen twenty twenty one. Uh what is included with my access to ESO on Xbox Game Pass? Uh this is when the Morrowind stuff was out. So with Xbox Game Pass you'll get access to ESO and the Morrowind chapter. It also includes ten percent off all crown pack purchases in the Xbox game store. As long as the Elder Scrolls Online is part of the Game Pass library. Uh, to access yada, yada, yada. To go through here. Final line. ES, ESO Plus membership is not included. Okay. There it is. So you would still have to double down 30. You'd be 30 a month to do the the cloud version plus the... if you If you wanted to do the plus membership. Obviously, you could do the free membership. I don't know. I've I've debated giving it a second shot, but I don't think I can play two. I've never successfully been able to play two MMOs at once. I don't because like I've wanted to play Star Wars again too. I think it'd be one of those but, situations to where like you would get it and you'd be like, I get it. That's also my worry. I'd be like, cool. But man. it's the same. It's in the same vein as WoW, is where like you kind of have to be into the the world. You know, for it to really get Pardon you. me if you hear me drinking, but yeah. So I don't think I don't think it'd be where I I've said you'd, you'd, I don't give a shit about all those. Girls. Yeah, you'd either have to be into the world or be playing with People. friends. Yeah, yeah. So or the game would have to be really good that I didn't need to be in the world type yeah. of thing. Like which it's I don't think that's possible. Like because like Guild I don't War- think that's a I don't think that's really possible with an MMO. Well, Guild Wars was that way for me. The first Guild Wars. 
I was also young enough that I didn't understand anything of what the yeah. like the world was happening. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh yeah, so there's like this destruction stuff, and you like you gotta save it. And I was like, I'm gonna run around and kill things. Yeah, and just I enjoyed my time. And then we went to the Frozen North or whatever that expansion was, and I met Olaf, seventh son of Olaf, in Olafstead, and I was like, this is funny and pretty awesome, cool. The Eye whatever. of the North. Yeah, yeah, Island North. Yeah, yeah. I'm a necromancer. I got this green staff. Green means it's the highest rank. Good times. Woo. That's all I ever understood. I never understood any of the story of Guild Wars. I remember I remember the name of that expansion because the letters were Guild Wars Eye of the North, and it spelled out Gwen, which oh, was too. the name of the little girl in the very beginning of Guild Wars. Oh, yeah. Wow. Well done. Which is also... You meet her. That's the point of the expansion, though. Is like you meet her older now. Yeah, yeah, than, yeah. 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 <laughs> what a time! Bringing back some memories. Gosh, there's <laughs> a lot of memories. I remember running around. I remember when I got that green staff and me being like, "Oh my god, this is awesome!" Yeah. Because yeah. it didn't mean anything to me. I wasn't raiding it. That like, kind in, of in Guild Wars, I wasn't raiding. I wasn't doing dungeons like. Todd and I were sometimes a two-man team running, mm-hmm. I don't remember the name of the instances, but we would do double ritualist builds running into like obl- Oblivion? The Underworld, probably. Underworld, there was another one, though. Fissure. Fissure of Woe. Yeah, yeah, Fissure of Woe and Underworld. So there were different builds and routes, depending on what you were running, and him and I would do two-man ones of double ranger, double ritualist. Uh, he was he had a dervish, uh, dervish monk that he would be yeah. able to do Drax runs on and all that stuff. And it just all is bringing me all back, and I'm like, I'm getting emotional. No, not really, but the uh, I get emotional, but <laughs> <laughs> my youth uh, <laughs> that was like my peak, like rating right there was Guild Wars because, like, that's when I was like really in deep. And I see, I never rated the most I did was the end, the end of Eye of the North, where you had to do like that group mission, you had like eight followers with you at the time. Mm-hmm. So I just did it with eight followers because I was like, I don't know what else to. I don't have I don't have friends. I just I guess I just do this with eight followers. Also, part of my problem with any other MMO currently, I want to go back and play more Star Wars, but that requires you. I'm down, but the I problem that now is though you we are not right, right. We're not synced. Yeah, we got to spend more time together and get synced up. Well, I'm, I'm you're further along than I am, so I got to catch up in Star Wars. Yeah, uh, it depends on what character we're on. I don't think I'm that much further ahead. My my Sith, our Sith might be similar. No, I think you're further ahead on Sith. Inquisitor, nah. you... But either way, we'd, we'd have to double check. But my one of my bigger problems, and the same thing with ESO that I'm not ESO is a world problem. Star Wars, I'm in all the day. But what I always end up having a problem with is I need to find good. UI managers for those games like having LVI or having just different add-on managers to make wow just look better and play better Mm. is such a big gain I don't know if you remember but that was one of the things that Guild Wars like was way ahead of its time on kind of but I never did it was their UI was 100% customizable right but I played basic as shit I had, in, but part of that is also like Guild Wars is also very unique in the fact that you took six or eight abilities. Just eight, yeah, eight. Yeah, eight, and that was it. 
You left with eight abilities. You might have known sixty. You left with eight. I fucking love that part of that game. But it was it was it was a very unique aspect versus everywhere else where it's like in WoW I have my whole spellbook. In Star Wars, I have my whole spellbook. So when I start having access to that many things, I need this to visually look better and be more adaptive to these things. And I I'm very curious about like how dungeons or raids work in both yeah, like obviously I could run around any world in any game walk up to an enemy and kill it doesn't matter what my ui looks like yeah the moment i'm in a party and we're doing a group goal there's a tank a healer and dps which is the same thing even for final fantasy 14 which i've always i've also been very curious about because final fantasy 14 just keeps growing in popularity i don't give a shit about final fantasy but it looks like it would just be chaotic fun yeah but same thing where okay once you have those roles if i'm doing just dps it wouldn't matter as much, I guess, but I would still want a better UI and more manageability over what I'm seeing. But if I'm a healer, when I've healed on WoW, I have things that make it visually much easier for me to do and other things. And every time I remember looking at like Star Wars UI, I would just go, I don't understand how I'm supposed to heal this effectively. Mm-hmm. Probably because my seven-year-old brain or whatever I was at the time didn't bother to Google like Star Wars add-ons and see how easy it would have been to concoct it but i feel like they're they're not on the level i want them to be on probably where i have an expectation level yeah i mean that's kind of part of the thing is like and i don't know how you do that with elder scrolls where it's on console you don't probably like well i mean mean, you probably couldn't do it on the console version Mm -hmm. but obviously you could i imagine you could do it on the pc version but that's the part where it's like i don't i don't know if because it's cross can you not do that type of thing do you get a benefit from playing it i think the other thing too is like you are you are entrenched in peak MMO. Like WoW yeah. is peak. Yeah, it's the it's, and like you're nothing is ever going to be as customizable as WoW just because there's like infinite add-ons. There's infinite player base making the add-ons better. Yeah. Um, but I just need certain things. I don't need all of it, yeah. obviously, because there's a ton of it that I don't use. Mm-hmm. I just need certain like very small quality of life things so when i go into certain things i go okay i this translates immediately for me i get this going back to the guild wars thing guild wars ruined community-based gaming for me like guild-based gaming for me because i got into a guild and it was like you know the the idea of the perfect guild where like everyone's like there to make everyone else better and like everybody's hanging out everybody's yep. somebody needs so help, we all go yada, yeah yeah so like you know we do you know end game stuff and they they were like completely constructive like all right you're healing you're the monk okay all right it's not working out like also how did healing work in that game here's like the here like try this build try this rotation yeah you know but like, like how does healing work in that game you know what i mean i don't remember seeing what are called unit frames i don't remember seeing other like players health bars I remember, like, as I was healing on my monk, but my monk was a 55 monk, so I was just running around so, doing Shield of Judgment and standing there because there was no healing another player. I just took care of myself. So your party, you had your party list on the side. Okay, yeah. And you could see their health, but it was a very small bar. So essentially what you do... Was it like a click on them? Click the yes, thing? Yes, but what you'd essentially do is because the whole UI was completely customizable, I took that party screen dragged it into this the basically the center of my screen right. blew up the bars so they were bigger yep 
and then you know you similar to what I have in WoW currently yeah. exactly like you I've seen some some shots of like the healer setups in WoW and it's basically that concept dumbed down and aged to that time yeah, yeah, yeah time frame but it's always like when I get to those things I'm like I don't remember was it because it was the same thing in Star Wars I think where it was like if I wanted to heal somebody I had to go click on a frame and then I had to go f- press a heal and I was like this is unbelievably clunky and it's frustrating the shit out of me yeah. and star wars once again unbelievably customizable in their ui mm-hmm. but i don't i need somebody to have already built it and go there you go like copy and do this and then i can tweak it off of that yeah but there's so many options that i get overwhelmed and don't want to spend seven hours doing my ui yeah i feel you that was an intense tangent Dude, listen, we get going on MMOs, it's going to be a whole thing. Do we have anything else about uh, Microsoft that we want to talk about? That's true. That technically was a Bethesda discussion. <laughs> I th- I'm kind I of... I mean, we've, we've kind of already gone over the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of... I'm of two minds with the whole exclusive thing. That was clearly the goal. Uh, it's interesting that... The, the the play is interesting that they waited until the acquisition was done before coming right out and being like, well, I think this le- is about I think, exclusives. I think it was legal reasons. Like, legally, they could not discuss, like, what they're going to do with the company yeah, okay. if they don't own them type of thing. I could see that. Because I, I believe that was what was actually said. While while this was happening, I believe they said, you we can't talk about it. It's not done. Mm-hmm. Somebody, I think, said that. I don't remember if it was, like, Aaron Greenberg or somebody else. Uh, I'm curious how far they'll take it. Obviously, it doesn't really apply to us, but I mean, it does. There's a lot of people that that might affect. I mean, they say some future ones. We know Deathloop won't be, and a couple others. But you could very, I could very much see the Elder Scrolls, yeah, being that case. And it's always it's the console exclusive thing. Elder Scrolls, Starfield, whatever. Like they'll still be on PC. We know they will. Hmm. That won't be an issue. The and Bethesda has their own launcher on PC, so like, not not gonna be there. Yeah, um, maybe that launcher won't exist much longer. I mean, we did complain about that at one point where everybody started just trying to make their own launchers, and it's like stop that. Uh, the potential, though, in they clarified it in a roundtable last night or yesterday that Microsoft and Bethesda had like a roundtable of discussing what it means that they're working together and yada yada yada. And it was, yes, you know, future things. Everything everything that's already out will come to will still be on both. Like we're not yanking anything off or whatever, but then I think it was that, you know, stuff like Deathloop that it has already been announced for PlayStation will will continue to exist. Uh but I believe it was that, you know, future future titles will be exclusive and I go, Yeah. I still think it's for a while. I think they won't officially announce a timed exclusive type thing where they won't say like it's going to be on our stuff for one year. I don't think they'll say that. I think that it'll just be, it's on our stuff. And then four years later, they'll go, eh, screw it, drop it. Once they've, once they've milked as much money out of their own ecosystem as they can, they'll go, so eh, we like more money. You're, they're going to take the PlayStation approach where like, yeah, where Sony's now starting to drop their exclusives on PC. After because, years of refusal, basically. Yeah. Because they've milked their economy to the bone. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's the only way Microsoft actually does it. A bunch of people are like, oh, well, you know, if, if Nintendo was buying them or Sony was buying them, nobody would be expecting them to drop games on other platforms. And I go, you're right. 
because Sony hates playing with anybody else in the sandbox. And Nintendo is very, very picky about who it plays with, if anyone at all. See, I think I think Microsoft might start to play hardball with specifically Sony. I think they will play hardball with Sony as well. But Microsoft has also had the whole message for a while where it's play wherever you want. And I think Microsoft is trying to shove Game Pass into Sony as hard as they can. That's where I'm going with that. I think they're trying to play hardball because they want to put Game Pass on PlayStation. PlayStation. Yeah. But that's the part where it's like Sony won't play nice. Like they just won't give it. They're going to go piss in their own sandbox. They're not letting somebody else into pissing it. No way. This is my sandbox. I pee in my corner when I want to. That's a weird thing for Sony to demand. But, you know, listen, man, I don't understand Sony's thoughts. <laughs> that would be the if 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 they got Game Pass on PlayStation, that would like totally fuck up the entire video game dynamic. Yep. Anyways, that's it. I mean, it, it would it would just be massive. All right, looks like I'm evens now. Uh, yeah, for the last ones. Video game retailer GameStop has announced that its board of directors has formed a new committee to identify ways in which it can further accelerate the company's transformation. Quote, The committee will continue to focus on identifying actions that can transform GameStop into a technology business and help create enduring value for stockholders. End quote. Uh, the, the Strategic Planning and Capital Allocation Committee is made up of former Chewy executives Alan Adel and Ryan Cohen, as well as Kurt Wolf, who had a hand in the whole GameStop stock situation. He's some sort of investor. Uh, unrelated note, Kurt Wolf is also the name of one of Germany's best aces during World War One. <laughs> little fact for you there. little factoid. <laughs> uh... Let's just keep let's just keep those factoids forever. Uh, technology business. I don't know what that means. I don't know what the fuck that means from GameStop. Yeah. Technology business GameStop will be interesting to see. I'm never at this point. I'm no longer never not no longer never not amazed by. That's what I think. I believe it's a triple negative. Never. So I should be okay. Not. <laughs> No longer, never, not. <laughs> uh. You know what? I'm not even going to bother to figure it out. Um, <laughs> but I'm just going to always be curious with whatever the hell they're doing because I don't understand. I just want to see where it ends. Yep. A dump truck rolling downhill. Yep. Where are we where, going? Where, where are we going to end up? There's a small puppy. You going to hit that? Nope. Oh, you baited that. All right. Granny walking across the street. Nope. Somehow missed that. Number 11. Epic Games on Wednesday expanded its worldwide legal fight against the dominant mobile app store operators with a new legal claim against Google in Australia. The claim accuses Google of, quote, anti-competitive conduct breaches. Claim accuses Google of anti-competitive conduct, which breaches the Australian consumer law. And also accuses the search giant of violating the country's Competition and Consumer Act of 2010. Pour the tea in the harbor. Pour the tea in the harbor. Oh, it's not that same thing. Eh, it's close enough. Taxation representation. I understand legal battles for sure. 
epics. Like, we want representation on all the app stores. We're going to sue you the... in Australia. And when this one gets thrown out, we're going to New Zealand. And when this one gets thrown out, we're going to India. And when this one gets thrown out, <laughs> they're going to run out of countries to sue them in eventually. I don't know what the play is on this. Many, egg, many eggs in many baskets. If we sue them in enough countries, eventually one will break. <laughs> it's almost like it's a money ploy. Like we're just going to try to like rack up the legal fees. <laughs> yeah, but you're, you're going against legal fees for Amazon and Google who are like, I don't care. Yeah, it's like the, you guys are just going to be throwing money into dumpsters and lighting them on fire. Well, I mean, basically, the Fortnite community is paying its legal battle for them. I know. That's what I'm saying. You have it's pretty three... funny. You have, you have a child labor army, which is <laughs> which is paying your legal fees. Back to slavery. <laughs> I think I mentioned China at some point, so I'm all right. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Oh hey, my speaking God, of German, say speaking all of, these fucking German words. Hey, listen, you brought up the German pilot, so gotcha. <laughs> but I want to hear some accent. I need some. I can't. I, need some I can't more. do accents. I'm oh, trying to figure on. out how I'm gonna say these in like a a Germany way. <laughs> I mean, I'll do it. If you want me to do it? Oh, there's more. Yeah, there's a bunch of them, bro. There's only three. Uh, the German Bundestag has yes. passed a proposed reform to the country's youth protection law, which could result in new standards being applied to video games featuring loot boxes, according to a, a report from Der Spiegel. Yes. If the reforms receive approval from the Bundestag, <laughs> yes. which is the federal council, they could be enforced as early as this spring. The most pressing outcome of the reforms for the game's industry relate to loot box monetization mechanics one of several interaction several interaction risks that may be used when making a decision on age ratings for each product uh, games featuring loot boxes will also include that information along alongside other content descriptors i'm kind of surprised that this is not already a thing in yeah but Germany. you're yeah i I'm not surprised. I guess I'm surprised. Yes, it's not a thing, but I'm also not surprised that they're acting on it because yeah, yeah, the European Union and just in general, even though this is Germany specific, moves mm. much faster against these things than other people do. Yeah, I, at this point, it's almost a matter of time before the EU is just makes a blanket yeah loot box uh, regulations. Also, have you stared at a word and you're convinced it's not spelled correctly, but it 100 percent is. And it just looks weird. Yeah, it's all the time. Monetization. Yep. I think there's multiple spellings of it. Probably, but I'm just staring at it, and I'm like, that doesn't... I Because mm. I've seen it with a Z before, I feel like. I feel like that as well. Also, I can't remember what the... What was the word I was doing this with? Wood? No. Something very simple, and I was just staring at it like... All the words that have, right. like, an English spelling and an English spelling. <laughs> like, I guess I, the best way to do it yeah. is an American spelling and an English spelling. Throw me the fuck off. Like, armor. And, um... Isn't that a French spelling, though? Maybe. Maybe it is French. I believe well, it is, because color is the same situation. Yeah, color is another one. It's gray. All the, it's all the extra U's, yeah. Well, gray is a different, a double uh, different down. But usually it's, like... It's the, the U. It's the U that I believe, because... 
this is going to an entire level of things, but I believe when things were being claimed, like when people were deriving languages from things, England took French parts of it where some, I can't remember if it was another part in England or something took like Italian parts. So that's how you end up getting some of the differences. I believe that would make sense because. All right. So this is like a deep cut into the whole history of Rome podcast I'm listening to, but obviously like Rome had a huge presence in like half of England. Yeah. So like, I believe it was a Latin base and then a French base would kind of make sense. People were talking about it uh, on one of my game show binges Mm. where people were pronouncing things differently they're like, well, actually, you know, it's because like where we were, it was it was mostly French settled. So when they they got French dialects, they started using some things like that, where other ones were Latin dialect and yada yada. Mm. So fascinating, it is. Loot boxes, though, bad. No language, no language barrier. No, those are bad. <laughs> Number thirteen, League of Legends Wild Rift, a spinoff of the PC game, is headed into open beta in North America on March twenty ninth. The beta will be available for mobile devices on iOS and Android. Cool. Yeah. Nice little tidbit if you're a League fan. Uh, last and certainly least. Um, <laughs> I know nothing about Roblox. We know nothing about Roblox. We know nothing about Roblox, but it has gone public and is now worth $45 billion. For reference, Roblox is now worth more than EA and Ubisoft. And certain countries. Yeah. Probably a lot of countries, actually. <laughs> always always a fun one there when it's like, and it's worth more than this country. And you're like, $45 billion. Stupid money. That's what I like to call that. <laughs> Yo, you got that dumb money? Uh, I am just double checking something real quick. Double checking? Um, are you, are you done double check? No, no, you're fine. Okay, do whatever you're gonna say. I watched a great movie. Okay. Uh, oh, during the week, The Shadow. Okay. Fantastic movie. You ever watched The Shadow? No, I believe I've heard it referenced either in a podcast by or me, a joke. Because I. No, no, no. I don't think it was about you. I think it was by a YouTube video or something. Okay. Somebody was like, oh, yeah, The Shadow. And I was like, I have no idea what that is. The Shadow Knows? Ha, 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 ha. I know that line. I know The Shadow Knows, but mm-hmm. I don't. I would have never told you it was from The Shadow. Yeah. I've heard it like referenced, but I don't know what it is. What's the movie about? Enlighten me. So The Shadow, the movie is based on um, the character originates from a radio show from the 30s, I believe. Um, kind of like a precursor to like a comic book, comic book character. Uh, the movie has Alec Baldwin in it. He plays the, uh, the shadow. Um, it's just fun. It's just a fun little goofy thing. Um, the movie specifically also has, um, not Genghis Khan, the descendant of Genghis Khan. I can't remember what his fucking name was. Uh, it's a good movie. Just funny. It's silly. It's funny. Uh, it's kind of like a a comic book movie. Um, I just enjoy it a lot. The shadow, he can turn himself into a shadow. Makes sense. Kind checks of out. like back checks out. Yep. 
kind of like uh, can create illusions almost. Shadows. Yeah. Almost like it can make you not see things. Ooh, if that makes any sense. Um, kind of can distort his appearance. I'm trying to think of what other cool shit he does. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I liked it. I liked it. I, I've, I've watched it a lot when I was younger. Mm-hmm. This is the first time I've watched it recently. Ah, more, and I enjoy border standing. Yep, and I well, I just enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I was going to. Oh, okay. And I'm just like, this movie's kind of fucking funny. Like it's just <laughs> like just the the humor in it is like really dry and sarcastic. And I'm like, this is great. But if you needed to play some games, I got some game deals for you, such as Humble Monthly. Currently, three featured games include Control. Chimera Squad, XCOM Chimera Squad, and Elix. Control. That's uh, I, li- I, li- I liked it. It was a good game. That was a uh, Game of the Year nominee. Game, yeah, game of the Year nominee is what I was trying to say. Couldn't go out of my contender. Mouth. If you have Xbox Live or Xbox Game, whatever, Games with Gold. <laughs> you got Warface Breakout available from March 1st to the 31st. Vicious Attack Llama Apocalypse available March 16th to April 15th. Metal Slug 3 available from the 1st to the 15th of March. And Port Royale 3 available from March 16th to the 31st. If you have PlayStation Plus, your games for March are Final Fantasy 7 Remake on the PS4. Farpoint on the PS4. Remnant from the Ashes, not on the PS4. I believe some of these are also sharing with PS5. Not 100% confirmed, but, you know. And Maquette, or Maquette. I remember we discussed this last week when I wanted to pronounce it as Maquette because of Machete. <laughs> well, you know, you do you. Because it's, it's a letter off of Marquette, so it's probably Maquette. But, yeah, so there's those things. Anyway, other than the movie... What have you been up to the last seven days? Uh, no games. Game drought. Um, watch the movie. Just been ma- mostly chilling with the with the old ball and chain. <laughs> Watching TV shows. Uh, I'm rewatching Band of Brothers because it's good. Um, gotta do my yearly Band of Brothers watch and do it. My yearly history. You know, I didn't do it. I usually do it around New Year's for some reason. Didn't. Didn't. What a so. way to start the year. <laughs> um, <laughs> We're going to the trenches, boys. <laughs> it's a new year, new fight. Uh, watching some anime. Um, listening to the History of Rome podcast, which is extremely long, extremely detailed, very interesting. Uh, all the John Boy Media content. Listen to all that while, while working. Respect to the John Boy Media content. Yep. And uh, I think that's... Oh, yeah. We're doing a gender reveal this weekend. So we're going to figure out what fucking parasite is sitting inside my, my wife's stomach. Ooh, I hope. Um, I hope it's an alien. That'd be pretty dope. Like that it's would a be xenomorph. pretty dope. Like it's a xenomorph. Like they're like, good news, xenomorph. <laughs> Over under on being a xenomorph. <laughs> Um, Place your butts. <laughs> yeah, that's Place your it. wages. That's, that's that's life for me right now. Doing a little, man. <laughs> doing a little little car shopping. 
Um, as always. As always. What, tell me the time you're not doing car shopping. That's, you have a fair point. I've gotten further. It's just a version. It, it just depends on which version of a car you're looking at. Like I've gotten project further. daily. That's true. <laughs> you're not wrong. It's always a car though. I've gotten further this time to actually committing. So we'll see. We'll see where that lands. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait to get the text where you go. I've chosen, and I go. All right, when are we gonna? No, go pick? my plan's no. not. My plan's not to text you and tell you. I'm going to you just show up with them? I'm going to show up and I'm just going to throw you keys and that's oh, going to be okay, right. how it goes. I say it's either going to be that or I'm going to have to come with you to go get it. Depending now, on what the what what you procure. Yeah, we'll Cuz I can also picture that moment where you go, "Hey, can you meet me at the house?" and then you throw me keys and you go, "We got to go." <laughs> I mean, if it comes to that, eastbound and down, we got to get a car. <laughs> so that's my life right now. Nothing really exciting. Um, I do gotta make some. I gotta. I gotta wrestle my schedule and make make my life more scheduled because make your schedule your bitch. Yeah, because like there's submission. just like I don't have any like there was at one point when I was playing games more often. I was making a point of like, all right, so. You know, these nights I'm going to play X amount of hours of games or like I'm going to or this week I'm going to do like two hours a night of whatever where I stopped doing that. So now I just kind of come home and I'm just like being a vegetable. Yeah, Now now so, it's chaos again. Yeah. And you get home, you're like, I don't know what to do with my hands, but YouTube is pretty cool. Yeah, that <laughs> sums it up very well. So that's my life. What have you been up to? Uh, You know. <laughs> you know you, you know uh the thing called world of warcraft yeah there you go that's yeah. my like summary of my entire existence that's fair yeah uh i think i said it last week but aotc is done so we're just kind of we're around we're doing things on cruise control now yeah cruise control until the next uh next patch so a lot of messing around and leveling alts and doing things, but now that everything is, now that like the goals are, oh, excuse me, keep hiccuping. Now that the goals are accomplished, it's freed me up a little bit. Uh, so started playing Assassin's Creed again. Try to finish that up. Still enjoying it. Not having, I'm not having any of the issues I had with Odyssey, which is the nice thing. Where yeah. I was like, this is ridiculous um and i'm I, it's it's i move at a good pace through that through the story like cool did that campaign quest was next one boom 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 fast travel boom 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 i do have to say i appreciated the new assassin's creed valhalla a lot more the longer i was removed from it and was thinking about it like you know just randomly thinking about it or like yeah, yeah. seeing like a clip of Odyssey or something the like old, that. The old Red Dead move. Yeah, I'd be like, really, Valhalla is like a, a vast improvement over of the formula. Yep. So, hundred percent. They they need 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 to take two years. They cannot do every year. They haven't announced another one yet. Not yet. But I think we're gonna get two years. 
I hope so. That's what they said last time. And they fucking. I think we're going to get two years, not because they want to, but because they have to because of the whole COVID thing. It'd be perfect. They'll make a better game. Yeah. So they need to do two years because it is very obvious when they get time and can sit in things and do things versus when they just do a reskin and make it worse. Yeah. I think um, they definitely streamlined and sped up the play style on this one, but I think it's still too long. I I would agree that it's probably still too long. I mean, I'm 20 hours in and you saw where I'm at. I'm, I'm guessing for me, maybe 15 more hours Yeah, I was, for, for how I play. Yeah, I was going to say you'll probably end up around 40 hours. Yeah, so 40, 15, 45. 15 yeah. To, to 20 hours longer. Or sorry, 35 to 40. I can't do math. Um, yeah, I mean, that's because I, I usually generally move through. I The other problem with the entire, entire idea being considered Assassin's Creed is I haven't done almost anything stealthy in seven or eight, mich- seven or eight zones. <laughs> At this point, I'm just like a Viking screaming, bring it on. Yeah, not caring, uh, which is fun. Don't get me wrong. A lot of fun. But as I said from the beginning with Valhalla, why do we still have the Assassin's <laughs> Creed name attached to it? What's the point? Yeah, just call it Valhalla. That's it. You made a Viking game using the Assassin's Creed stuff, but just take the words out. I get you need it probably for marketing, but like, yeah. do you? Um. So yeah, it's just been that. And then when... I do. I my goal is to push to have Odyssey done or Odyssey to have Valhalla done before April twentieth, specifically April sixteenth, because that'll be the early release day, um, which is the show. So that gives me a month. I will one hundred percent have it done probably before April. If I just put my, you know, I'm going to sit down on Saturday and move. Yeah, two Saturdays, I'm done. As as is typical for me, uh, but then I need to also play Spider Man. But Spider Man is not on a deadline, so yeah, Spider Man is my next. Like, ooh, I want fun melee combat, f- swing around the city and feel pretty cool. Spider Man. I have to, uh, I have to play Cyberpunk at some point. Yeah, never so. going back. Might might start that. Hopefully, there's no game breaking bugs. And I have been tempted to pick up Yakuza Like a Dragon. Tempted. I get it. I get it. Tempted because I think I think I would really enjoy it, and I think it would be silly fun that I would have. But it'd be one of those where like I pick it up on the PC, and I'm just doing because I'm I'm pretty positive for that one. You can save wherever. So it would just be like, okay, cool, we're playing WoW. I have that open, just playing it, save, quit, go back to doing whatever. Like, okay, people got on WoW, save, quit, play WoW with them. Okay, they're we're waiting or whatever, open it back up, play some more type of thing. Yeah. My typical ADHD kicking in and playing multiple things at the same time. There's nothing wrong with that. But that's really all I got. Or I guess if I really wanted to, I wait till April twentieth and I remote play my PS five to my PC and I play the show on one screen. And <laughs> Psycho. I have a problem. 
but that's also why the like the mmo discussion the other mmo discussion is kind of like tripped in the entire mm-hmm. discussion from before of like i've achieved a lot currently in wow of terms of like the the old like what more do i do moment bef- until the next patch type of thing and i'm like all right cool i'm there but now i have the itch to like go do more s'more s'more some more samoa and uh yeah that's where that's where the the thoughts creep in because the one guy is playing elder scrolls and i'm like ooh i know somebody is playing so it's it's the old like let me just take a side step over here what you got going on over here you got a little a little bit of laser beams a little archer <laughs> cuz he has wares if you have coin and then that's about all I know. I'm yeah. like, yep, Khajiit, arrow to the knee, whole thing. Am I an Elder Scrolls person now? <laughs> Me with my double thumbs up, like, yeah. I mean, what would probably be nice about Elder Scrolls is like the, it's, you know, you could get, you could get into it. It's, it's simpler. I guess that's, that's probably, but I mean, there's also the part where then like the, I always have that Star Wars one in the back of my head where like, yeah. I know where we are, or, you know, you say I'm higher than you, but I don't know if that's a hundred percent positive anymore, but there's that, that part where I'm like, yeah, but we're, I'm already at end game in that one or close to it probably, unless there's been more expansions, I haven't paid attention, but I'm like, yeah, yeah, there's been, I could do, I could go over there and I could play things. I don't know anybody playing that game <laughs> yeah. and that I can't play an MMO alone. Yeah. I haven't. I know there's from when I played. There's been at least two, possibly three expansions. Yeah, but I don't know if they've been like level expansions or just story expansions. Because not not every time there's a level expansion either. Yeah, I mean they're definitely story expansions. I don't know about. Oh level. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, that's all I got. Yeah. Cool. We will see you guys in seven days. Bye bye. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.